Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. A few chapters before what we heard today in the Gospel, the Gospel of Luke, it says about Jesus, he resolutely determined to go to Jerusalem. Resolutely determined to go to Jerusalem. And we know throughout Scripture, Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. Which means he knew that this was the Father's plan for his life. Go to Jerusalem. And so he says he turns his face and headed towards Jerusalem, it says. Resolutely determined. That was his mission. That was his plan. What we hear today is, He's walking into a town of Jericho and it says he intends to pass through the town. He had to get through Jericho in order to get to Jerusalem to finish off his plans, to fulfill his mission, to get his to-do list done, if you will. And on his way, there's this man named Zacchaeus. Now you and I might water down a little bit how awful of a person Zacchaeus was. In that town, he was the worst. No one liked him. He lied and cheated and stole money from people and they had to comply if they were going to have any sort of of, uh, life, if you will, in that town. So he stole from your mom her money and she could no longer retire. He's that guy in town. And he wants to see Jesus because he's heard the stories about him. Which means people were talking about their encounters with Jesus. First, maybe lesson for us. We have to share what we believe about Jesus for people to even want to meet him. So he hears about Jesus and he hears, even the worst, most corrupt, broken, evil people are getting a second chance. That here, Jesus is this man who has the power of God radiating out of him, and yet that power is at the service of healing people and reconciling them to God and bringing them back into the community. So Zacchaeus wants to see this guy, but he's short, so he can't see over the big crowd, but he knows where this road leads. He knows, boy, if Jesus is on this road, he's going to be heading out of town. So Zacchaeus runs ahead of the crowd, and there's a sycamore tree on the outside of town. That's what we don't realize. It wasn't in the town square. This sycamore tree was on the outside of town. He climbs the tree so that he can see Jesus as Jesus is passing through Jericho. And as Jesus makes it through Jericho and is on his way on to Jerusalem, he sees Zacchaeus. And he tells Zacchaeus, come down here. Today I must stay at your house. Well, where was Zacchaeus' house? Back in town. So Jesus had to surrender the plan of getting the mission accomplished efficiently, quickly, and productively. And he had to waste time with a sinner to show this sinner that he's loved and forgiven before he went on to Jerusalem. Jesus wasted his time to communicate to someone 
that they were loved and wanted by God and even forgiven if they're willing to repent. And what was Jesus' job description? Oh yeah, he's the redeemer of the world. He was about to go redeem the whole world and he said, you know what, that can wait a minute. This very broken man needs to know that he's loved and forgiven and welcomed. Why do I say that? Because these two things are meant to be held together. God gives you and me a plan, a mission, goals, things we need to get done. And he also brings people with needs into our life that cause us to set aside those plans and waste time on people. That we need to waste time on people. And I know we're all very busy and have important things, but Jesus needed to go redeem the world. What do we have? Emails? Dinner's going to be 20 minutes late? Notice how big of a thing, redeeming the world, Jesus put on hold for a very broken, rather corrupt, terrible man so that that man would know he's loved and wanted by God. Those of you who are at all in the business world or maybe professional world, if you let that part of your heart engage with this, it's very annoying. Jesus, you're like, a few days travel away and you're going to waste a day on that guy? Like, listen, you're just going to lose him. One guy, he's bad anyways. Just go do the job. Get the thing done. So how do we know when we're meant to fulfill the mission or meant to waste time on people? Because if all we do is waste time on people, Jesus would never have gotten to Jerusalem. And if all we do is try to get to Jerusalem, we're going to miss out on the beautiful stories of someone being transformed. And this for me, I think, is the most challenging and consoling thing at once. Jesus didn't live by formulas. Right? We want to know, all right, so tell me the three things I can ask myself when I'm in a situation to find out, like, do I stay here or do I fulfill the mission? Give me the five-step plan, Father. And if I had a five-step plan, I could write a book and I'd make lots of money and I could donate it back here to Catholic Charities. We'd be great. That's how you make money. You make up a five-step plan. But see, Jesus didn't live by a five-step plan. He didn't live by formulas. He didn't have a formula. He had a face. And it was the Father's. Jesus lived in relationship with God and he let the Father determine when is it time to waste time on people and when is it time to get going on the mission. Because Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father don't doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. Which means when he caught Zacchaeus, his heart was moved and he began talking to the Father. And the Father told him, waste time with him. He's worth it, Jesus. She said, well, I'm only here to do your will. Great, Zacchaeus, i got to spend time with you. And then after a day with Zacchaeus, here the father say, now let's get going to Jerusalem. So he went to Jerusalem. 
We don't like the fact that the heart of Christianity is a relationship because in this relationship, we have to stay dependent, trusting, and wait on another. And we don't like that because we're independent Americans who are adults and very impressive in what we can get done. Our calendars are full. We pay our taxes. We have jobs. We go to people's homes. We do a very lot of things. We're very organized. We're very self-reliant. And Jesus goes, Ooh. And then we wonder why we suffer from anxiety. Why we get overwhelmed with feelings of does my life matter? What's the purpose of it all? And I say we. We. I'm in it. I happen to be elevated here so you can see me, but I'm in it. Jesus didn't go to Jerusalem because he thought it was a good idea. It's because that's where the Father led him. Jesus didn't stop that important mission to meet with Zacchaeus because he said, you know what, I want to like this guy. It's because the Father called him there. The church term for this is living a life of discernment. We usually think of that term as a young man discerning priesthood or a young girl discerning religious life, and that's true. But we're actually meant to live lives of discernment. Lord, what are you calling me to right here? What are you asking of me right now? What are you inviting me to do with my life in this moment? As a priest, it can look pretty obvious. I'll start a Monday, and I'll know I have like 40 things to do before noon. And I come down to the office after, you know, breakfast or whatever, and I'll come down and they say, hey, we got these two calls for anointings at Oaks or at Jennings next door. And it's like, oh, well, I had like 30 emails and two appointments. Now I got to rethink some things. And I got to sit with, in a split second, Lord, like which, which do I need to do right now and which can wait to the afternoon? Because if I just make the decision myself, Father Ryan Mann is in charge of Father Ryan Mann. And I can tell you right now, that ends in one place for me every time. It's called the confessional. This is hard. Because it goes against everything that we thought was praiseworthy in our culture. The self-made man or woman. Look how hard he works. Jesus was called by the Father not to work hard, but to have dinner with a guy. To waste time with someone to communicate you're still loved and wanted. Which brought about healing. And then he didn't stay there for two or three days. He then heard the Father say, okay, now's the time to get back to Jerusalem. If we live in this way, two things will happen, I can promise you. The first is, frustration and thoughts of, this is stupid, I'm just going to decide. I don't want to wait on God. And the second thing was, is adventure. When was the last time you felt like your daily life was full of an adventure? That I am living what God's calling me to. I am seeking to do what does He want this day. I have plans, but I hold them tentatively in case God wants to interrupt them. And if he does and when he does, how exciting. I'm on a divine adventure because my dad is God and he has plans with my life for me, through me, and with me. And so I encourage us in light of the scripture this week is throughout the week to see interruptions as an opportunity to talk to Jesus, not as a way to make a quick judgment. 
I don't have time for this. Art, I got to go do this right now. Take a moment. Jesus, where are you leading me? You did what the Father called you to. Show me what you're calling me to. Amen.